Ahoy, motherfuckers. <laughs> I never get tired of that. Welcome to Hindsight. I'm Derek, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and best friend, uh, Brandon. And today, we're also pleased as punch to be joined by Josh from the Four Nerds by Nerds podcast. Hold on, did you just say today? pleased as punched? Pleased as punch. Oh, my God. Please I'll take punch. it. I love, I love punch. I'm giddy. I'm, <laughs> I'm pleased as punch. I'm, I'm happy. Who am I doing a show with? What? Because I said I'm pleased as punch. I'm saving all my ire for this show. Let me get my happiness out. <laughs> I'm pleased as punch. Josh is with us. Josh is good people. Josh, yeah. you, you're doing good? Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. No worries. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Brandon, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. All right, so today... Would you say we, you're pleased as punch? <laughs> yeah, I like, like... No, I wouldn't say that. Why not? Have you ever been pleased think, as punch before? I don't think punch has feelings. I'm not sure they have feelings. Fuck you, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> you, you broke my saying. You broke my heart, so I broke your jaw. Fuck Twitter. By the way, if Pleases Punch is going to go the route of Fetch. It's not happening. I like Fetch, and I'm going to make Fetch happen. Just wait till we do the cl- the Clueless show. Just wait. Mm. Oh God. Oh, Fetch is going to happen when we do the Clueless show. I will make Fetch happen. Somebody else is going to say Fetch. Anyhow, today we are here to talk about the 1999 football movie. Uh, almost called it a seminal classic, but it's not. It's it's just a really, it's a really good football movie. movie that didn't that that didn't age well at all. But it also aged well in some of the things that I caught later on. Uh, we're talking about 1999's Varsity Blues. Uh, so as we always do when we start these uh, these discussions, Josh. When was the first time you saw Varsity Blues and what were your thoughts on it at that point in time? Um, I didn't see it in theaters, so I must have seen it right when it came out on. This was like one of the last movies on VHS. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I saw it right when it came out on tape and I loved it at the time. I still think it's it's good. But yeah, I mean. Some things from the 90s just don't it, translate to today. Yeah, it, it's passable. But I mean, even and we'll talk about them. And I was just saying on Twitter that when people on podcasts say that they're going to talk about something later on, that means it'll never be discussed again. Um, we'll get back to that. No, you won't. But we really are going to talk about some of the things that even the 90s wouldn't have been able to save. Like the fact that some of these things were done in the 90s is just like, how the hell? Brandon. Uh, when was the first time you saw Varsity Blues, and what were your thoughts? Um, I first saw Varsity Blues two days ago. Seriously? Oh wow! Yeah, and I know I might have seen it before, but I don't remember it. We are gonna and... stop playing these reindeer games where you just see movies for the first time a day ago. <laughs> and I thought it was terrible. Um, <laughs> and I thought that it was super meta that John Voight was playing an old racist terrible person given where he became and then I'm like okay I know who John Voight is today and uh yeah that's interesting (laughs) so um HBO Max has possibly the worst synopsis for this movie at all but it's also the best synopsis because it has absolutely nothing to do with the movie 
Um, the synopsis on HBO Max for Varsity Blues, and then I'll do my synopsis, um, is this. A backup quarterback on a football-crazed town's high school team is suddenly thrust into the starting role in this teen sex comedy. Mm-hmm. This is not a teen sex comedy. Also, the words teen sex comedy should never be used in connection with one another ever in your entire life. But that was a theme. That was a genre. American Pie was a teen sex comedy. And now as an adult, I just want to get on my soapbox for a second and say just how fucking gross it is <laughs> that there's a genre for teen sex yeah. comedies yeah before we started this show we had a we had a short-lived show where we were doing smallville we were going mm-hmm. through every episode of smallville and i'm like man they're really sexualizing these girls and they're supposed to be like 14 right? <laughs> they're supposed to be freshmen in high school i was like they're like little girls there's a scene in <laughs> in in varsity blues which again we'll get to where these girls are supposed to be sophomores and yet the way that they they film it you can literally, they're nude in a car and you can literally see their breasts. Like you can see exposed nipples and whatnot for these girls who are supposed to be sophomores. And even if they're not sophomores, they're they're so fucking young. It's just like, what the fuck am I watching? What, this is an MTV movie. <laughs> How the fuck, MTV? You know what? Brandon, you just seeing this a few days ago means that you will finally agree with everything I say for this movie, which is great. I'm excited. That's I what you think. Wait. No, I'm certain. If it doesn't work out that way, I might cry a little bit, just a little bit, not a lot. Um, into my soup. You won't hear it, but I will. Um, so there's one black person in this movie with a speaking role. Um, he gets called boy and dissed by Bud Kilmer, and he gets fucked over every single time the ball's on the one. Kilmer's an asshole. We haven't even gotten to that part. I just want to make sure that y'all know that this movie was not picked because, you know, it's a black movie. No, it was picked because it's a football movie and it's sports month, and because Bud Kilmer's a fucking asshole. He's really good at it. Um, I think John Moxon, we start off with John Moxon, who's the protagonist of this film. Um, and I think he's supposed to be our way of seeing that there's more out in the world than football. Um, like they go out of their way in this film to show us that John Moxon is so much more fucking sophisticated than literally everybody else on his football team. And they prove that by him reading Kurt Vonnegut for no reason and going to Brown, but I don't want to play football when I get to Brown because football's beneath me. It is weird for someone, a character who has, you're immediately shown he's been playing football his entire life mm-hmm. and he has no love for the game <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> but you know, when you think about it, when they show, because at the very beginning of the movie, they show the four of them side by side as kids. They show Tweeter, they show Billy Bob, they show uh, Lance Harbor, and they show Mox when they're playing like Mighty Mites, maybe. Like they were like eight or nine years old. Lance Harbor was probably playing quarterback at that age, too. So what the fuck was Mox doing? Yeah. <laughs> He's been warm in the bench ever since he was like, ever since old. he was little. So he learned how to read. <laughs> Everybody else learned a button hook. He learned how to read. He learned. Um, he was playing behind a. He was playing behind a, a star player. 
an all-state quarterback. Right. But if you're playing behind an all-state quarterback, Brandon, your entire goddamn life, at some mm-hmm. point, wouldn't you learn how to do something else? Backup quarterbacks make a lot of money. But again, he don't care about sports. So he just, you know, I'm on the team. <laughs> I'm along for the ride. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So in this town also – uh, he's not only the 17-year-old, the, well, the 22-year-old, 17-year-old senior, because he's 22 when he plays this role. Um, but he's also the second-string quarterback for the West Canaan Coyotes. And as far as I can tell, in this town, the second-string quarterback gets no fucking respect. Now, Brandon, you've played football. How many quarterbacks are generally on a team? Mm. In high school or college, a lot. <laughs> like there's like six. When in I when I was school, in high school, yeah, in high school it's like three, four quarterbacks. In college, it's like five, six quarterbacks if you include the registered people. And they treat Mox like he can't play worth shit. <laughs> well, yeah, nobody gives a shit about the backup quarterback. But they don't give a shit about him to the extreme. Everybody disses Mox, which is like he's fucking- in the. He- He's in the audience during the pep rally. Right. He's not he even on ex- stage he, with the he doesn't get caught on stage. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, how do, where do we don't even see the third string quarterback? We don't see the fourth string quarterback. Like, do they even exist? Are they like off picking shift road or picking cotton or something somewhere? Oh, God. Um, oh, and then when Mox, when we first meet Mox, we also meet his brother Kyle, who is a. religious cosplayer yeah yeah (laughs) he's a religious cosplayer i guess that's the best way to put it um and when we first see him he's walking around with his arms tied to the cross and he's walking around with his arms tied to the cross and i have a question which i've always had which is how did he get the second arm tied to the cross Like once, like yeah, you could have this arm over here, and maybe with one hand you could tie a knot and tie your this arm to the cross. How is this arm that is now on a piece of wood reaching across your body to tie this arm to the cross? And that shit definitely would not happen in Texas. <laughs> like <his parents laughs> beat him half yeah. to death. Jesus, you are not you are not cosplaying Jesus right now, not in this house, but instead especially his mom, his especially his shitty father. His dad is a Cro-Magnon. And every adult in this movie, with the exception of Miss Davis, is a fucking horrible, horrible person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they go out of their way in this movie to show just how football crazed Texas is. This is... This movie, I believe, came out around the same time as Friday Night Lights. Or maybe Friday Night Lights came out a few years later. And I yeah, feel like... like a couple of years before, yeah. I feel like Friday Night Lights hit all the points that um, that Varsity Blues wanted to hit, but because Varsity Blues was done by MTV, it came off completely differently. Um, but yeah, yeah. he come, Kyle comes out and he's like, hey, do you think you're going to play today? And Mox is like, nah, man, we got Lance Harbor on our team. And, and, and Kyle, because he's dressed up like Jesus, has foreshadowing powers. And he's like, maybe he'll get injured. <laughs> and Mox literally says, don't ever wish that. Lance Harbor is the best quarterback in the state of Texas. Don't you ever wish that. That's important. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, also, 
Kyle, Mox wants Kyle to pray for the health of Lance Harbor. Um, and then when Mox walks into the kitchen a few moments later, Mox's dad also asks Mox, hey, did you pray to start today? Like, that's the whole thing. Did you pray to be a starter today? Crazy. <laughs> He's such a terrible person. Uh, pray for playing time. Yeah, I just spoke to Jesus upstairs. What? Crucified 11-year-old living in my room. Is Kyle strapped to that cross again? Yeah. Kyle! Why is he so difficult? If everybody's surprised about this, and that means that nobody else helped strap it, I think Mox did it. Mox probably was just, you know, like, he's playing, he's playing, because his mom was like, he's so sweet. Well, they're such shitty parents. Maybe there's a third brother that like lives in the basement. Right. <laughs> He's the third string quarterback. <laughs> you don't get to come up at all. Um, they did the whole thing where a big breakfast is set up, but uh, Mox has a leaper, has to run out the door, and he runs out to Billy Bob's truck. Billy Bob is the offensive tackle, like the offensive tackle. He's literally the whole offensive line <laughs> because we don't see anybody else block. We don't see anybody else stunt. We don't see anybody else doing anything but Billy Bob. Um, Billy Bob is driving a truck and he picks Mox up for school and it's him and his pig bacon. <sighs> Billy Bob is a also when he when this movie was made, Billy Bob was 28 years old. So he's a 28 year old, 18 year old. This is also important mm-hmm. to know here, people. Um, and when we first meet him, he's fucking eating and yes you can cuss in this fucking well i opened up by saying ahoy motherfuckers but still um he actually opens up by eating pancakes that he's dipping in peanut butter which literally gave me cotton mouth just watching it yeah in case you couldn't see how large this man was they really got to shove it in your face like right we want you to know he's fat and it's probably peanut butter in the bottle (laughs) it's probably pancakes that are made in butter you know as the greaser else lard dipped in peanut butter and then like you said he's chasing it by drinking straight from the bottle of syrup and making faces like he's taking shots (laughs) they put him in a fat suit they did not he actually lost a lot of weight later on in life and then he passed away i I saw a picture of the actor he looked a lot smaller yeah Wendell, the black guy in the movie, is already in the back of the truck because, of course, the black guy goes to the back. Also, <laughs> no one cares that he's there. Mox gets in the car. The pig is in the fucking cab and Wendell's in the, tr- in the truck bed. Mox gets in and lets the pig out and the pig immediately goes and roots around in uh, Wendell's crotch. Wendell's like, I don't fucking like this. Billy Bob just laughs and says he loves his dog, Bacon, the pig. Billy Bob's hilarious. Then they go and pick up Lance Harbor, who's all state and seems like a really good guy. And, you know, I thought about it. Lance doesn't have a ton of lines in this movie, which is good because he's played by fucking Paul Walker, who can't act his way out of a plastic bag. Especially back then. Man. Oh, my God. There's so many teen movies movies that he was in. He was... The, the movie where he actually got to speak, She's All That. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. f- fuck Paul Walker. I don't get too many opportunities <laughs> to say that. I don't. And I almost said he can't act to save his life, but then I remember he's dead. So, no, he can't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. 
Also, Billy Bob, who's known Lance his whole life, we have pictures of him as like nine-year-olds, is kowtowing to Lance like he's a fucking god or something. Like, whatever you need, man, I got you. Like, bitch, we played together when we were eight. I'll fart on you in the... We probably had sleepovers. Who the fuck? So, (laughs) then they pick up Tweeter, who is played by Scott Kahn and is the embodiment of rape. Which Jeez. one is Tweeter? The one that was Tweeter Scott Kahn, the one who was like, "I'm gonna fuck this pig." Oh yeah. Good morning, boys. Good morning. I woke up at the crack of dawn to ask you a question, and then he immediately starts uh, talking about some girl and how he wants her to fillet him because that's his whole life: alcohol and rape. But goddamn, is he entertaining? <laughs> he is. He is a this very has to inter- be his best performance ever. <laughs> Scott Kahn, like when I saw him in um, the Ocean's Eleven series or the Ocean series after this, I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's Tweeter all over again when him and his brother were fighting. But um, they get I thought school. he was a fake stiffler. I think this came. Did this come out the same year? Like, no, yeah, same I, year. Yeah, I wouldn't even call him a fake stiffler because stiffler didn't try and rape people. Yeah, and people didn't seem to like. Stifler, everybody loves Tweeter. <laughs> everybody loves Tweeter. But then again, it's Texas and it's football, and he plays football in Texas in a place where they close down the entire city for a high school football game. He plays, he starts on the team. Um, they have a pep rally that afternoon, and that gives us a chance to meet Bud Kilmer, uh, who's the coach of West Canaan's football team, and he's played by John Voigt. Um, I've never seen a better football villain than Bud Kilmer. Yeah, he's a real piece of shit. (laughs) Right? Right? Plus, he can do that thing where he holds up his hand and people stop cheering, which is God status shit, as far as I'm concerned. Tonight, we play bingo. Tonight, we beat Bangbo. In my 30 years of coaching at West Canaan, I have brought two state titles and 22 district championships. Scout And this year, God willing, with your support for this great team, I will bring number 23, Gold Pack. Now, I just want to point out that John Voigt, while he played a wonderful villain, he also played a Texas high school football coach to a T. Like, he's mm-hmm. fucking untouchable. There are high school football coaches out in Texas who probably make more than the principal, probably make more than some CEOs of some businesses for a high school team. Brandon, yeah, you're out there high, now. It's a high school, uh, you know, about 15, 20 minutes from me in Allen, Texas, that uh, has a 56,000-seat stadium. And it costs, like, the stadium costs something like $60 million wow. to build. That's great. I mean, this man has a golden statue of himself in the (laughs) town. And that's in that. And I live in Dallas. I live in the big city. You go to rural West Texas, football is everything. Yeah. 
And the thing is about Kilmer, oh, he's hmm? no nothing. Oh, well, the thing is about Kilmer is that he's well aware that while all his players will come and go, he's the one constant on the team and he literally relishes in it. And the only people who don't fall under his spell are Mox, of course, who's too smart for all this shit, and his girlfriend, Jules, who is uh, Lance Harbor's sister. So... The, that night they have the Bingville game. We're going to beat Bingville. Um, and Lance Harbor has a dream that they beat Bingville by 14 or 14 to three. And he was sad by that. Oh, but then he got happy because he knew they were going to beat him by much more than that. Okay. Y'all want to hear Paul say it? Fine. Fuck this dude. By the way, every time I hear Paul Walker talk, whether it's here or she's all that or Fast and the Furious, all I hear is "duh." Now, <laughs> our captain, quarterback, Les Harbor. Let's hear it. Hey. Hey, you. Swear Kilmer gets off on this. It's made your brother a god. Oh. Uh. Um, I was lying in bed last night. <laughs> and uh, uh, I drifted off to sleep and I had a dream that we were beating Bangville 14-3. But uh, I woke up kind of sad. But then I cheered up when I realized it was only a dream because I know we'll beat Bangville by way more than that. The longest fucking monologue he got in this entire movie. There, it doesn't like, help that he has to fake a southern accent. <laughs> oh, everybody, everybody has to fake a southern accent. One motherfucker is from Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Who's from Germany? Oh, we'll get there. Don't worry, I got you, fam. I got you. So, prior to the Bangville game, that's how they say it, Bangville. Um, they show Lance getting a cortisone shot in his knee. And as seeing my wife get cortisone shots for her back, I know that they only do that to numb extreme pain. Uh, Kilmer is in the room with him while he's getting the shot. Um, also, the new end zone dance by Tweeter is the icky shuffle. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there real quick and destroy it for everybody. Um, Moxon is not starting. Moxon's never going to start. Moxon's never going to play. Moxon is like Bobby Bench Warmer from the program. Um, and so he's on the bench with his Kurt Vonnegut book stuffed inside his playbook. And he's reading Kurt Vonnegut. What a nerd. <laughs> he, he's not a nerd, but that's really fucking stupid to do. Like, that's some ballsy shit to do. To act like you're studying the playbook while you're reading Kurt Vonnegut in the middle of the night in a fucking football stadium while a game is going on. The ball comes over to him because it lands in front of him because Lance throws it out of bounds, I guess. And the ball comes to Moxon, who's sitting on the bench. He is about, I'd say, what, Brandon, 15, 20 yards away from midfield? Yep. Sitting on the bench while this game's going on the ball comes to him and he has to throw it back onto the field 
he hesitates and for a second you're gonna think okay he has a horrible arm or something like that nope this son of a bitch rears back and launches a perfect spiral that sells 30 <laughs> yards and hits the referee in the bread basket so hard that the referee starts cursing nobody sees it <laughs> they're all like who's this mox guy you throw more pass than he can bitch you just see him launch that shit from the fucking bench also he's wearing number four because brett Favre was a uh, vanderbeek's uh favorite at football player that's why he's wearing number four he also who's has favorite? a form like brett Favre. um vanderbeek's vanderbeek's um that's moxon's real name i forget what his first name is but he's oh. from dawson's creek yeah, James Vanderbeek. James Vanderbeek. He's if y'all have never seen it, it's on Netflix. Not not Dawson's Creek. I don't fucking I don't know about that show at all. But don't trust the B in Room Twenty Three. <laughs> he plays himself. <laughs> he plays himself, and he's fucking hilarious. That <laughs> like watch that. So um, after they beat Bangville, they beat Bangville by much more than than Lance thought they was going to beat him by. Um, Oh, no, I'm sorry. I skipped past something. After uh, Mox launches this fucking football like Superman and shit, Lance's dad sees Mox do this. Now, Lance's dad has seen Mox play football or whatever position he's been playing it on for years. I don't know why him and Mox's dad are fucking friends. Because in the state of Texas, the two quarterbacks' dad should not be friends at all because they're always going to have that animosity. And it doesn't help when Lance's dad teases Mox's dad about the amount of playing time that Mox gets by saying, that's probably the most your son's going to throw the ball all season. He's the one who speaks German, by the way. He's the one from Germany. Um, they're at the six-yard line. Um, and instead of giving the ball to Wendell, Lance runs it in thanks to some tremendous blocking from his offensive line, Billy Bob. <laughs> Billy Bob throws two defenders out the way with a terrific pancake block at the end of the play, and he gets a concussion. Now, back in the 90s, we weren't really discussing concussions like that. So they, I feel like they kind of, they didn't undersell what happened to him, but the way that he was treated when he was down with that concussion wasn't good. Like the referee was out there doing what he thought was the right thing. How many fingers should I am I holding up? And Billy Bob, he's holding up two fingers, and Billy Bob says three because he's seen fucking double. But Mox comes out there, and he's like, no, nah, man, no, nah, you don't do like that. Billy Bob's fucking stupid. You got to give him true-false questions. Billy Bob, true or false, the referee is holding up fingers. And he guesses. <laughs> he guesses. He almost got that shit wrong, too. Um, but because he got it right, he didn't get Carter off the field. This is all Mox's fault. Like, this whole situation that happens later is on Mox. Um, on the way back to the locker room after the game, because after Mox throws that dart of a pass, uh, Bud Kilmer looks over and sees him, sees the corner of uh, Slaughterhouse-Five sticking out of the playbook. So after the game is over, uh, Kilmer comes to him and he hems him the fuck up. And he's like, yo, if your daddy didn't give his all to me when he played for me, I'd cut you right now. And throws the book <laughs> off into the wilderness. <laughs> like, fuck books. 
but I can have this dude love football so much. You'd think he'd be like, yo, you got a fucking cannon on you. Like you're right. going to waste on the bench. Here. Right. Like, yo, let's set up a wildcat or something like that. Like, let's do something to get you. Nope. You're reading son of a bitch. Um, also, I noticed when they came into the locker room after he rails on uh, Mox that he's congratulating somebody named Bo on a pass that they made. Bo, great pass out there. So I'm like, yo, is Mox in like fifth string? Like what exactly, <laughs> what is Mox even really like in this school? Because yeah, Mox didn't get the pass the ball, but Bo did or whatever his fucking name was. Um, so after that, after he gets done congratulating Bo, he gives the game ball to Lance and sneak disses the fuck out of Wendell. Pretty good running, boy. Really not bad. <laughs> and um, Wendell's like, he asks Wendell how he's feeling, and Wendell's like, yo, my knee hurts. And Kilmer's like, you ain't really hurt. The only pain that counts is the pain we inflict. <laughs> You're not getting out of this. You are my running this man. This dude is the worst person on earth, bro. <laughs> He does not care about these players at all. He doesn't even... I swear if their names were on the back of their shirts, he would not know who the fuck they were. <laughs> also, we didn't get to see uh, Tweeter's end zone dance because Bingville ain't got no chance and Bingville can see my dance, which, again, the icky shuffle, but Bingville didn't get to see it because I guess Tweeter didn't get into the end zone. They go to a party and uh lance's girlfriend darcy who's the head cheerleader is feeling amorous so her and lance go to have sex on the dryer of the laundry room meanwhile billy bob is losing at quarters no before billy bob starts losing the quarters they uh him and tweeter go out to talk to some nasty ass old man who uh played football for west canaan class in 1980 and um, yeah, Tweeter goes out and talks with him. This shit is gross. I have no sympathy for this dude because you're a fucking, let's see, this movie came out in 99. You graduated in the 80. That's 19 years. Which means you were 18 years old when you graduated, probably, which means that you're at least 37 years old at a party with a bunch of 16 and 17 year olds. You yeah, that was that. so weird. Also, I need everybody to hear the song that uh, Tweeter's singing as he goes out to meet up with this old man. She broke my heart, so I broke her jaw. Is that a country song? Are those lyrics? <laughs> Is that bars? <laughs> he might as well just be walking through going, I'm white and I'm from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, sing some sort of country song. Okay, give me one. No, make it up. Domestic right. abuse. <laughs> I get drunk <laughs> and I beat my girl. She broke my heart, so I broke her jaw. So when did you graduate? I'm class in 1980. Huh. Hey, he's class in 1980. Yeah? Graduated in 1980 and still come to all these football parties, huh? I never miss these. <laughs> well, that's team spirit. Yeah, it is. Ain't it? That is team spirit. Graduated in 1980. He has never missed one of these team parties. That's nasty. Who the fuck's inviting him? <laughs> also, finding out about these things. You know, I saw this movie called Waiting. Like, if y'all have <laughs> never seen it, you should. It's a horrible movie, but it's funny. I don't care. Um, 
and the the manager of the restaurant is constantly trying to find out where the party's at and nobody wants to tell him the truth this dude probably just drove through the city it's not that big of a town yeah he kind of looks like this guy too <laughs> he does that's the reason why i was thinking about it <sighs> yes sir all right well you ready to be on america's uh, hilarious home videos or what absolutely <laughs> this part was funny all right put down that glass all right now pick up that there flower pot all right, bring it up over your head. All right, close your eyes. Think real hard. You getting this? Oh, you know I got it. And say, I'm stupid and I'm about to get hit in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> he deserved that shit. He did. No sympathy whatsoever. Like, dude needed to get hit in the nuts. I'm cool with that. Um... And the fact that he did get hit in the nuts made me happy because he's a fucking pervert showing up. What? I mean, seriously, what are your plans when you're 37 hanging out with a bunch of 16, 17, and 18 year olds? Are you hoping to pull up with a pull off with an 18 year old? That still makes you nasty as shit, in my opinion. I know that there are people who are like, when you're 18, you're an adult, but no, the fuck you're not. Also, if you're 37, shouldn't you be? I bet you he's married. Yeah, I know I'm making all this up. Like a chick that's passed out. Uh, I don't think that dude's married. I think he is. He already got mm-hmm. the uh, the sling blade face. I bet he's married and tells his wife every night, <laughs> I go to these parties. Face. <laughs> he, I, God, I got to watch that movie again. It was It's great. Um, so the next thing that happens is that's when Lance and Darcy go to fuck on the uh, washing machine. Or the dryer. She's like, just let the dryer do the work. I've never put anybody up on the dryer. Um, I don't know what, I guess it vibrates. If I've never if, seen a teenage boy that was like, I don't think I can fuck here. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, for real? You don't think. In, like if your girl's taking her clothes off, like you're like, all right. I'll change my mind. I don't, I don't think I can. You know what? <laughs> I didn't even get to finish the <laughs> sentence. I don't think. Oh, yes, I can. And I can again. And again. But. As they're being amorous, uh, Billy Bob's losing in quarters to Jules um, and has to take a shot inside of a beer. And for some reason, he says he thinks he's going to go. I don't get it. Mox, for some reason, I feel like he ad libs a lot of his lines and he's just stupid. And he's like, you're going to go call some dinosaurs. The fuck does that mean? (laughs) What does that mean? Come on, Mox, be better. Be best. He's going to give him a holler. I'm going to give him a holler. He had 28 years to prepare for that line. So he goes and he throws up in the uh, washing machine right next to them. And he turns and looks at Darcy and says, are you hungry? There's still a few hot dogs in there. So gross. Nastiest line. And then he says something like, puke rally, I'm back in the game. (laughs) (laughs) Because all of them, all of the players, all of these kids in Texas just drink with no regard at all yeah he's partying like that and he's fine the next day but they go out later and party and he's and he dead. just seems to be drinking beer and then everyone's hung over the next day mm-hmm. now the uh next day they have a scrimmage or practice and i guess kilmer says that the first string did well so he sits them down and the way that he sits them down is literally the fucking meanest way in the world for the second string because he's like all right dummy offense <laughs> dummy where are you at dummy 
Come on out here. You're going to scrimmage in the mud, dummies. <laughs> Might as well justify the cost of these uniforms. Get out here and practice. <laughs> exactly. So while he's talking to them about the dumb yo offense, there are a bunch of grown-ass men. It's Lance Harbor's dad, Mox's dad, and then a police officer and Boomhauer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was, a, to be fair, there was a bunch of boom howers in this movie. There are. So they're just sitting there watching these kids get screamed at, especially after Mox tries to pull what he calls an oop de uh play. And Kilmer hooks, hooks and ladders. No, this isn't the hooks and ladders. This is the oop de And Kilmer loses his shit. Follow your dummy OQBs in the mud first scrimmage. Follow your dummy OQB. The reason why he says follow your dummy OQB is because he can't fucking stand Moxon for no reason whatsoever. And he probably doesn't know his name. <laughs> That's also fair. No, I, there, no, I know exactly why he can't stand him. He can't stand him because football is not everything to him. True. In Texas, you're not giving your all to this game. You're giving your all to the, to Brown and the, to education and to, to to book learning. We don't truck with the mm-hmm. book learning around here. You 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 book learning bitch. <laughs> like, what do you think this is a school? <laughs> what do you think you're supposed to do? Graduate? You don't graduate. We graduate you. Wait, that doesn't make any sense, sir. This is the rules. It is my privilege today to once again send the message that learning is no substitute for winning. And that it's not how hard you study. It's how hard you play football. That's the rules. Dummy O's. <laughs> dummy O's. So, dummy O offense comes out there. Boxing, pick it up. Your attitude's earning you left right now, boy. Boy. Keep smiling, shithead. Why? Why keep keep smiling, shithead? Like why? Come on, man. Tuck in the angst just a little bit, coach. Come on, you might need the guy in a couple games. <laughs> Maybe his wife just like browbeats him nonstop at home. <laughs> we don't dickless need... pussy. I hate you. I'm cheating on you with your brother. <laughs> I'm cheating on you with somebody who looks just like Moxon. Tweeter, <laughs> <laughs> tweeter's fucking his woman. <laughs> I, I believe that one wholeheartedly, and she probably doesn't even know it. Fucking tweeter. <laughs> it's good for them. Shit, them boys is having the time of their lives. No doubt about it. Oop de oop left on one. Ready? Break! Let's go, Big Mox! Shift! What the hell kind of offense is that? Kimmer gonna eat his ass. Watch this. See? Jesus' name, Mox, what are you doing? What kind of Lulu formation you pulling? The secret. Oh, it's a secret. Your dummy O's can't even run a simple draw. And you got secret formations? Shit for brains, this ain't no fucking saying loud. It's called the oop to you. Oh, it's the oop you. Oop you. over 40 points a game with this offense. Oh, Actually, they average 60, but who's counting? Throw the defense on the strong side, burn them one on one the other. You got a bad attitude and you don't listen. We do things around here my way. You understand that? You think you're in some fancy school? Bullshit! You show me the kind of smarts, makes me wonder if you know the difference between a sneeze and a wet fart. You're gonna be second string all your life, boy! 
Actually, he has been second string all his life coaching. That's kind of fucked up that you would mention it. Um, what's the? Why can't you tell the difference between a sneeze and a wet fart? That's such, somebody, a, that's such a Texas thing. What does that mean, Kobe Bryant? Somebody please explain that to me. If I sneeze and fart at the same time, which has happened, depending on how ill I am at the time, I can still tell the difference. Also, like I said, uh, Mox, one thing I will say, Mox kind of brought this on himself. The way that Mox brought this on himself is by when Coach Kilmer ran out there and asked him what the fuck he was doing, Moxon looked at his coach, who he saw was clearly angry, and said, it's a secret. Because <laughs> <laughs> Moxon, he don't give a shit. <laughs> it's a secret, Coach. I've been doing research without the internet, <laughs> without any real information in front of me. I have information on what Mississippi State has been running. Yeah. Their entire playbook. I know how to run it, coach. This guy don't give a fuck about his own team, but you you expect mm-hmm. us to believe he's like watching tape at home. Exactly. Shit down. Daddy, daddy, can you bring out that Clemson tape? I want to <laughs> see how they did the flea flicker. Like, what the fuck? You don't care. I love how the group of dads seems to be, no matter where they are or what time of day it is, they are completely shit-faced at all times. Absolutely, and they absolutely always believe that the boys are having a time of their life while they're getting screamed at. (laughs) (laughs) You hear them call your son a son of a bitch? Yeah, they love it. (laughs) So after that, uh, the Harbors have a barbecue, and um, I just want to play this scene because of Lance's dad's accent. This is the one I was talking about before, Brandon. It's awful. Yep, gonna hold our toy back a year. So it'll be bigger for frost tries. Eighth grade ain't so bad, is it, son? Our Kyle's dying to get into a Coyote jersey. Had that ankle injury, but he's ready to go now. Ain't that right, son? Kyle? <laughs> Hmm? <laughs> He's very spiritual. <laughs> Shame nobody had the mind to hold us back when we was kids, eh, Sammy boy? Huh? Oh, hell, I didn't fare so bad. Liz, toss me one, son. Let's show him your pop still got it. Worst fucking accent in the entire movie, hands down. Somebody told me that that's North Carolina, though. So I can't really say for sure. All I know is that's a German guy trying to talk like a Texan who... He's doing a lot better than Stringer Bell. You're going to stop getting on Stringer Bell. (laughs) I stopped talking about Drake. Can't you stop talking about Stringer Bell? Nope. Fine. Watch this. So... (laughs) Lance's dad tells him, son, throw me a button. I'm going to run a button hook. And he runs a slow-ass button hook. And his son throws him a soft-ass pass. And for some reason, Mox's dad has a talk under his breath. And he's like, that was so slow, anybody could have caught it. And Lance's dad is like, a word, bitch? You think you're better? You think your son's better? Well, why don't y'all try it? And so Mox's dad is like, get up. And Mox knows better. Mox's like, no, dad, you're, you're going to fall into the barbecue. And he's like, no, don't sass me. We're going to run a slant. And then the motherfucker runs across. He didn't even run a slant. 
He ran up and straight across. And that's why Moxon underthrew him because you're supposed to slant. Also, this area, this whole little rinky dink ass backyard, surprisingly, surprisingly, really like trailer park sized backyard. There's not enough room for you to run a slant or a cross. So you ran into the fence. Now you want to get mad at Mox. And then he's still mad at, uh, at Lance's dad. And so he's like, my son should have been starting a long time ago. And Lance's dad is like, oh, word? And then he asked Mox, you think you're better than my son? And we all know that Mox just a few hours ago was saying that you better pray. <laughs> Lance Harbor never gets injured. <laughs> so we know what Mox would have said, and that's why he doesn't say shit. <laughs> um they do a William Tell competition where they have to knock a beer off their, where their sons have to knock a beer off their heads because the um, dads can't let this shit go. And Lance does it without issue. Uh, but then Mox's dad uh, talks a whole gang of shit to Mox and catches a ball straight to the nostrils and it breaks his nose, which I don't feel badly for at all. Deservingly. <laughs> Very much so. His dad is stupid and mean. Like, he doesn't even mean to be mean, but they all just live so vicariously through yeah. their No, kids. he does mean to be mean. He's like, why you care about this education crap, bro? You need to be worrying about Gidry. I'm like, yo, your son is about to get a full scholarship to an Ivy League school. What are you talking about? <laughs> he thinks Ivy grows behind his house. Fuck off his ear can. So much Maida. Maida! You up, Sammy boy? Dad, come on, this is stupid. Throw it. Ooh, sporting some two now. Be a winner. Throw the damn ball. Come on, Johnny, you can do it! Sit on the bench. Show us what you do best. He's chicken. Also. Uh, Lance's little brother's fucking Jesse Plemons. Who? Jesse Plemons from Breaking Bad and from um, uh, Friday Night Lights and from Game Night. You'll know him when you see him. He's the redheaded dude who just... It's, it's Jesse fucking Plemons. This is a chicken. <laughs> Throw that damn ball. Hey, you feel like chicken tonight? You can do it. I raised you to be a winner, so damn it, boy, win! Fire that fucking pig skin! Now, on the one hand, his dad, like I said, is living through their sons and is fucking pathetic. On the other hand, Mox did a literal 180 spin before he threw that football full power. James Bond, that shit. Right? <laughs> he, he literally... <laughs> like he didn't even pivot into it. I, I, you can't even do that in the game. Bud Kilmer would have fucked him up for that shit. Um, Surprised he wasn't at the barbecue, right? <laughs> Is this a fucking oop to you? <laughs> that how you flip burgers, boy? <laughs> so then the next uh, scene that I wanted to talk about there in Miss Davis's sex ed class, and that's when we find out that uh, Moxon calls his penis Pedro. Uh, again, I was a teenage boy once. 95% of these are bullshit. Now, does anybody have any others before we move on? Mr. Moxon. Are you share with us? The male erection? Mm -hmm. uh, pitching a tent. 
Sporting wood. Icicles formed, marches on. Sweet Jonathan. Stiff, Thank stiffy Mr. Mortis. <laughs> Rigor Mortis is set in. Flesh Rocket, uh, Jack's Magic Beanstalk, Tall Tommy, Mushroom on a Stick, Mr. Mushroom Head, Purple Headed Yogurt Slinger. <laughs> and, uh, Pedro. Pedro? Mm-hmm. Pedro? Also, I got three. I got three of them out of like 15. And they were the first ones I ever said. I think uh, the kid who taught before him took one when he said boner. Is boner one? Is yeah, it boner? <laughs> it's also a two America situation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. Sure. There is. A, it is a two America situation. Where in America do they call it a mushroom headed mushroom headed yogurt slinger no he said a purple headed yogurt slinger and, I and it's a two American situation because yours probably doesn't turn purple no it doesn't his if it probably did, I, does that would be very dangerous if my shit turned purple his probably does they would call me the abomination <laughs> but I mean icicles forming rigor mortis Come on, fam. Yeah. No. Rigor Mortis. She says that like very seductively to him. She's I like, Miss Davis was. Yeah. She's just like, hey, Johnny, tell me what you call your dick. Hey, what's yeah, I was definitely pro. I was definitely pro Miss Davis. Yes. Hell yeah. She's the best part of the movie. What's the euphemism for your dick, Johnny? Uh... And apparently I looked her up because, you know, reasons. She <laughs> is a classically trained actress from theater yeah she just which shocked the fuck out of me oh you thought she was really a a, a, a sex worker <laughs> i thought she was like the people on strip tease have you ever seen strip tease with demi moore yeah i thought oh yeah <laughs> oh I yeah I was like that. giggity <laughs> rewind but so the next thing that happens is while she's asking because demi John- moore Demi Moore could, had no moves. No. So you could tell she was just an actress playing a stripper. Yes. Whereas Miss Davis was moving. You're hot for teacher. Um, so while she's asking him to tell her the names of his dick, Billy Bob has been raising his hand forever. And so he's his shirt is already starting to get soaked. Like he's sweating around the neck. Um she finally answers him and he's like, can I go to the bathroom? And she's like, yes, he goes to the bathroom. He splashes water on his face. He comes back and he fucking collapses. Um, yeah, he had they, a concussion. He has a concussion. This is all Mox's fault. He has a concussion. It was never actually looked at. And even, you know what? Honestly, even if they had diagnosed concussion at the game, this same shit would have happened right here. Go on now. How you feeling, son? Can't seem to hold down any child, sir. Must be nerves. Don't you worry. You're gonna play every minute of that game. Nurse doesn't think I should play. Oh, she doesn't, does she? Because when I got my head whacked last week. Well, she don't have no division title to win, does she? (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready to go? 
Yes, sir. That's my soldier, William Robert. Now you rest here, take advantage. See you at four o'clock practice. Yes, sir. William Robert, the only motherfucker in this movie without a last name. The fakest part of this movie is this idea that even in West Texas and even in Texas, that a dude who just wins district titles is going to get a statue. At no point did they say he's going to win a state title. He won two state a class, titles. A class 4-H. When did they say that? They said At the beginning. That's when, he said, that's when he said, I've won. Um, he said... Tonight, we play Bingville. Tonight, we beat Bingville. I've got two, count them, two state titles and 23, 23 division championships or section championships, whatever it may be. Yeah. But he's I won like hear. 23 of them or three of them. Yeah, two of them. He's won two of them. That's what he did. Yeah, I don't think you're getting a statue for two state titles. Not in Texas. You can get a statue in Texas, but... You know, I mean, it's a small city, though. It's a small town. You need to do a little bit more than that, buddy. <laughs> but um, so after uh, Billy Bob gets punked into playing in the football game, he's looking bad. Like he's on the oxygen tank in the whole nine yards. He's looking bad. Uh, they have one play left. There's always one play left in these movies. Uh, and. Bud Kilmer sends Billy Bob out onto the field. As Billy Bob's leaving to go onto the field, Mock stops him and says, hey, man, are you okay? You don't look good. And uh, Kilmer still sends him out and gives Mox a dirty look. Uh, Lance is calling the cadence for the next play. And before he even hiked the ball, Billy Bob passed out and fell over, which, if nothing else, should have been a false fucking start. Even if the I referee think he was, fell over after they hiked it, though. No, he fell over right before he said hike. Like, literally, right before he said hike, uh, Billy Bob passed out. And even if you are in a situation where, um, you know, you are um, where your team is, let me see. Let me think of the best way to put this. Even if you're in a situation where your player just fell over, the clock stops. Like they should have blew a whistle on this, right? Hold on, no, here it is, right stop. here. They don't stop in football. But oh, right, they'll throw the flag and then the play. No, for false starts, doesn't the play stop immediately because it's an offense? Yeah, if play? it's a false start, yeah. But it looked like he he fell over as soon as the ball was hiked. Oh no. I feel like that when he fell over, like, before. Like, and he could have been saved by that one. Hold on. I'm about to look at the video now. Um, But, yeah, he walks up to the line. They're calling the cadence. Blue, 32. Go. Nope. He falls over before he says go. That should have been a false start. That would have saved him. That would have saved Lance right there. Referees ain't doing their job. Coach should have blamed the refs. Something. But instead, he blamed Billy Bob. Which, again, he... Throughout this movie, we think that Lance Harbor is uh, 
coach's main guy and everything. Later on in the movie, we find out that he don't give a fuck about him either. All he cares about is his 24th or his 23rd district championship. Um, mm-hmm. But Lance gets hurt and his dad is praying, God, please don't do this to me. Like your son is out there laid out. God, please don't do this to me. Um, Darcy's crying. Billy Bob gets up right after, but it's too late. Um, and Billy Bob is crying because he failed his friend. Mox is now being called onto the field. All of a sudden, Kilmer is now treating Mox the same way that Al Pacino treated Willie Beeman. I want you to act like you're back at home and your mama's ringing the supper bell. Except Kilmer just says, I got you, son. I got you. We'll be fine. This is the same person who was calling him a sack of shit just like 45 minutes prior. But I got you, son. Also, My- Lance must have been really good to be going to Florida State. Yes. In 1999, in the heyday of Florida State. In the hey- exactly. Like, okay, you say you're going to Florida State. Uh, we know you're going to Florida Technical College because – there's no fucking way that Lance Harbor would be starting over Charlie Ward. Well, Charlie Ward was in 1995, though. So, yeah. 93. 93. Golly, yeah. we are old. But this was Chris Winky. Oh, God. He should have never won a Heisman. Chris Winky, Peter Wark. Ugh. Ugh, ugh, ugh. So, Mox comes out onto the field. The announcers immediately start talking all of the shit. Like every ounce of shit that they have in their body, we're going to talk it. Let me see if I can find it because this is fucking gold. Don't worry, son. I'm behind you. Let's go. Let's go. Well, there goes the season. Charmin extra softy wipes his butt with. Did no one see the fucking dart that he threw? He's hurt bad, Mox. It's all my fault, man. It's all my fault. I write 494, Z post on one. I write 494, Z post on one. Ready, break! Here we go, Moxon, the quarterback. Yeah, they say this guy scratches himself better than he throws a ball. What the fuck? What? Where are y'all getting these thoughts from? Who told you that? It was probably Kilmer. <laughs> Let me tell you something about Mox. He's like, water boy, run this paper up to the announcer's booth real quick. <laughs> Keep him in check. <laughs> They're just holding up a sign. <laughs> Line number three. Okay, cool. He wants us to say that he sucks. But <laughs> Mox comes in and he throws a beautiful pass. And all of a sudden, everybody's on his jock like that quick. He throws one beautiful pass and everybody's like, holy cow, we're back in this. We got this shit. Yeah. And then they have to stop the clock. So he throws the ball at the... Um, mascot of the other team and hits him in the nose his dad thinks that's funny until he thinks about how his nose is broken 
and then Cro-Magnon guy has a real issue with shit. Um, the next thing that happens is the offensive coordinator is trying to set up a play, and apparently the play he's trying to set up is YMCA. Because I don't know what this is either. It looks like the dance that the guy did on uh, Love Don't Cost a Thing or Money Can't Buy You Love. But Mox is like, I can't hear you. And so Bud Kilmer gives off the signal that looks like he's saying, he actually says, you got it. He said, you got it to Mox. So Mox goes out and runs a play that he wants to run. And Mox runs a halfback pass, which had Bud looking mad and shit. Like, fucker won't run the play. I told him to run. But Mox came in there looking like fucking Tom Brady after Drew uh, Bledsoe went down. The next thing we find out is something we already knew, which is that Lance's dad is literally, say it with me, people, a piece of shit. He is the worst father in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Harbour, Lance is out of surgery. You should be able to visit him in just a little while. How long is he out? I don't want to visit him. How long is he out? Any chance for this season? Oh, that's coach too. They're both pieces <laughs> of shit. For this? There's three games left. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we're going to get him back in the next three weeks. <laughs> Do you think he'll be back by playoffs? What's he injured really? <laughs> well, they, in the movie, they tried to, they tried to give a dude towards ACL a painkiller. Yes. That's how we play football in Texas. You want it, right? Look, Lance tore every ligament he's got. He's going to need several surgeries over the next few months just to repair them all. How long? Minimum <laughs> a year and a half. Whatever. Oh, no. No. Lance's ride. His scholarship to Florida State. His scholarship to Florida State. Jesus. Look, I'm amazed he hadn't had problems before this. I removed a hell of a lot of scar tissue from that boy's knee. He shouldn't even been playing. That's important because of that cortisone shot we saw going into his knee. And Mox is about to say something because Mox is educated and doesn't give a fuck. So Kilmer's like, go home. (laughs) Go home. I can't let you tell my quarterback's dad that I've been drugging his son up for the past season. Go home, Mox. Oh, I'm sure he wouldn't give a shit. He wouldn't. He He'd wouldn't be like, give That's a what shit. you have to do for the game. You do what you have to do to play. Hey, I brought the drugs. You know why? You do what you have to do to play. I signed a waiver. You do what you got to do to play. You know why? You do what you have to do to play. Oh, God. Oh. We'll be back to hindsight after this brief break. Shh. We're not supposed to talk about that. Do not even let those words come out of your mouth. We're not supposed to talk about that. Do not go there. Don't say anything about it. Hush now. Naughty. We just don't need to talk about this right now. Be quiet. Shh. We're not supposed to talk about that. That's really taboo. Don't talk about it. You shouldn't talk about that. Don't talk about that. You aren't supposed to talk about We can't talk about that in this house. You shouldn't talk about that. Can we talk about this? We are going to talk about this. 
Welcome to Taboos, a podcast that discusses taboo culture. We're your hosts, Celeste and Allie. Join us in the exploration of all things society deems as stigmas, controversial, hush-hush, fringe factor, or eyebrow-raising. From pole dancing to politics and everything in between, grab a drink and discuss with us. And as always, do you be taboos. Hey there, this is Frankie Sparks. And this is Scott Eisenberg. We're married. And we have a podcast called Shoot the Flick. Every week, Scott and I introduce each other to a new movie the other one has never seen. We talk about it, give our thoughts on it, and also share some behind-the-scenes fun facts. We want you guys to come along and enjoy the movies with us. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Shoot the Flick and check out our weekly episodes every single Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and pretty much anywhere else you can find a podcast. Come and listen to us now as Frankie and I Shoot, shoot the, the Flick! Hey y'all, this is Derek. We wanted to thank y'all so, so much for listening to our show. Right now, at this very moment, we'd like for you to go ahead and screenshot your phone, your iPad, or wherever else you're listening to this show, and send it to us on Twitter, at Hindsight Reviews. We'll post it up and retweet it to everybody else, and you could be a part of our family. Also, be sure to leave a five-star review, and let us know what you think of the show, wherever you listen to the podcast at. Thank you so much, and back to the show. Oh... Buck up. Don't feel bad about this. You do what you have to do to play. Okay, so everybody feels bad except for Darcy, who's like, yo, Max, can I get a ride home with you? I'm just going to change in your front seat. Yeah. I know I have nothing to show on my entire body because I'm like fucking 16 or something like that with the body of like a a road sign. But still, I'm going to try and dirty Mac you from my boyfriend's sister right after I saw my boyfriend's life in shambles. Also, best line of her life was when everybody when uh mox is leaving out and she realizes that uh lance's career is over she's like this seems like a family thing yeah yeah she's like i'm out of here i just i spotted the next dick i gotta suck so (laughs) it's like a family thing i'll holler at y'all don't worry about me i'll find my own way home mox can i ride with you can i ride you i like her walk away she runs She was she was so straightforward with what she wanted. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She was basically like, "Yeah, I didn't love that. (laughs) I just wanted to get the fuck out of Texas." Fuck him and fuck you too. Your one of you is my ride out of here. Pretty much. So um, the thing she says is, "I guess I should go home too." Then with this being a family thing and all, (laughs) she's not wrong. She's not, but she's his girlfriend. She should be there, right? Like the support? Maybe not for a 16-year-old or 17-year-old, however old she is. She was there. She wasn't. She caught a ride, and then she left. I mean, after all. Mm -hmm. You do what you have to do to play. Like, I want to get the fuck out of this town. 
Okay, let's go to Mox. Mox doesn't want to play football. Oh, she doesn't know that because they, but they've known each other their whole lives, so she should know he's never wanted to play football. I don't know. But the next thing that happens is that Tweeter steals a cop car, and he well, literally says he's still in the cop car. He's doing. Hmm? If this girl's willing to do the shit that she's doing, like she should have no problem finding some rich guy to blow no. and get out of town. No, and there's there's oil fields <laughs> somewhere. She'll she'll be okay. She'll bounce back. Um. Tweeter stole a cop car. He knows he's going to jail. He says, I'm going to go to jail as he steals a cop car. But while he's doing that, Mox goes to the mini mart to get a two liter of Coca-Cola. But the cashier reaches down behind the counter and picks and pulls out a six pack of dry ass, warm ass, nasty ass beer. Which he That's right, man. No That's charge. what you get. He just started no, you don't. If you're going to give me a beer for having a good game, at least walk to the cooler and get me some cold fucking beers. How do you know he didn't have a cooler under there? And ask. I thought that was weird, too. He just gave him, like, Budweiser. It's like, well, yeah, ask him what he wants. He wanted Coca-Cola. He didn't even say, yo, do you he want tequila? from West Texas. All right, what do you think he drinks? Coca-Cola, Stella? obviously. That's what he's he drinking Dos. You think he's drinking Dos Equis? I think he's drinking Coca-Cola. He didn't even give him the Coca-Cola for free. You could have given him both, you son of a bitch. I brought the Coca-Cola up here. You upgrade me to a beer. That's great. Can I still get my fucking Coca-Cola? <laughs> also, Pepsi is way better. <laughs> you sound like a person from California. Like, there was no... There was no condensation on that can. There was no moisture on that can at all. There was no dripping. There was no sound of ice. There was no sound of anything. He just bent down and picked up a dry ass can of, or a dry ass six pack and was like, here, your money's no good here. Obviously, you're giving me Natty Light. Yeah, and he had to be- pay for those rubbers later. Like, was it, his money was good then? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Asalaamu alaikum. Um, <laughs> But then while Mox is walking aimlessly down the street uh, with three cans of beer left, um, a cop car pulls up and it's Tweeter's nasty ass. And Tweeter uh, does this. Are you listen to me? All right. No, that's not it. That's Tweeter being a fucking predator. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Tweeter? Damn right, Tweeter. They're about as sharp as a box of marbles. <laughs> but we're all neck in there and we got handcuffs and cool shit to play with. So take off your clothes and get in the car. Mom. We're all naked in there. I'm an 18-year-old, what she says later. I'm an 18-year-old in a car full of 14-year-olds. We're all naked in there. We got handcuffs and a bunch of toys. Get 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 naked and get in the car. Get in the car. Get Did in. he say they were 14? He said they're sophomores. Sophomores are either 14 or 15, depending on the situation at hand. That part. Yeah, he said, you have the right to remain silent oh, and get naked in this car full of sophomores yeah. that are naked. And sophomores. Tweeter? Damn right, Tweeter. Also, 
did they say that they want to bait Jonathan Jonathan Moxon with their tongue? He just pulled up on Mox. Yeah. And it's like, I know you have a girlfriend, but these these sophomores are going to blow you. because These I sophomores think. are going to blow you away, fam. Especially the one without braces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Tweeter, why, 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 Tweeter? Why in your entire life would you steal a cop car and the first thing you think about is, I need to pick up some sophomores. Also, yeah, if you're that much of a stud, go to a bar and pick up some 25-year-olds that know what they're doing. Exactly. Like, I know that there's women out there. Shit. There's somebody who looks like Miss Davis right now who would probably do whatever you want. Shit. Darcy's in a bad spot at this point in time. She'd probably fuck you to get out of there. You look like you're on the up and up. Like, I love how they don't they don't treat his girlfriend like it's the quarterback's sister either. No, no. They're just like, yeah, we know you're all we all know that you're fucking our best friend's little sister. But fuck that. Why wouldn't you bang this chick? And then later, why wouldn't you bang his girlfriend? (laughs) Just bang somebody. This is the teen sex comedy, people. Step your game up. But, yeah, get in the car with me and four sophomores as I ride down the street in a stolen cop car. What's the worst that can happen? And if I was in a car full of four naked girls and I was naked, my first thought wouldn't be, I got to go get one of my friends. (laughs) Exactly. Even in, in any situation, which this situation is completely fucked up in 1999, it was completely fucked up in 2021. It's completely fucked up that they were like, as we're writing the script. Hmm. Okay. So tweeter steals a car. What should tweeter do next? He should ride around with a bunch of naked sophomores. Who the fuck said that? (laughs) Who said that? Raise your hand. Who said that? Sir, I'm Chris Hansen. (laughs) (laughs) You're fired. Also, why would you have stood up? Why would you? When I said who said that, why would you stand up? There's like 60 of us here. You were safe. Why'd you stand up? I'm Chris Hansen. Don't try and run. You already know what happens next. (laughs) Sit your happy ass down. You're going to jail. This movie is from the director of Good Burger, so. Also, he made Good Burger and he made um the fuck is that movie with uh Keanu Reeves where he's surfing? Oh, the surfer movie where they're robbing banks. Point blank. No. He made Good Burger and Point Blank. You're talking about point yeah, point break. Point break, uh, sorry, I, point I break. My, uh... Yeah, my bad. Point break. <laughs> <sighs> so Mox instead goes to Jewel's house and she tells him the Lance was got out, but he's going to have to have another surgery in a few weeks. The next day, the chief of police is at the bar complaining about how somebody stole the fucking cop car, went to the old folks home and pressed their dicks up against the goddamn windows. He put their whiners on the glass <laughs> at the Alano Club. At the Alano Club? Not he put his wiener on the glass at the Alano Club because they all know it's fucking tweeter. They stole a cop car. How many people stole cop cars, cop? It was Tweeter. He put his dick on the glass. Tweeter's a fucking deviant. So he's complaining about how the whole team's wilding out, and we weren't this bad when we were young, and then he doesn't know that Bud is in the back just listening. Bud stands up and shuts him up real quick. You got a problem with my boys? No, not at all. What? Who would have a problem with your boys? They're huggable. (laughs) You got a problem with my running back committing several felonies? (laughs) No. No, wait, which one? The white one or the black one? <laughs> oh, you mean Tweeter? No, no, Lord, no. 
No. Matter of fact, we're going to go arrest uh, Wendell today because, you know, he needs another part in this movie. He wasn't even at the beginning when we were all kids. I don't know where the fuck Wendell showed up at and how they accepted him into the group. Um, <laughs> but they go to Waynesboro and Mox plays wonderfully and they beat Waynesville, Waynesville, not Waynesboro. They beat Waynesville 66 to 3. Um, all the adults are super proud. They got like newspapers of them and shit. Um, and the next day at practice, they try and run the hook and ladder, which Billy Bob can't catch. And also now that Lance is injured, they're officially a running team. But like I saw you launch this football when you were. No coach football. would ever run a hook and ladder play for Billy Bob. Nobody. Yeah, He's the least guy. athletic person on there. <laughs> no, you want to you want to trick them and pick an offensive lineman? I've seen that before. What you do is you pick the most athletic offensive lineman, not the least athletic offensive lineman. But Billy Bob is the offensive lineman. We keep saying that. There's no other okay. choice than Billy Bob. You should probably also pick somebody who actually understands what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, somebody who can count to run down field like I'm drunk and don't know what I'm doing. So the next thing that happens is uh, he runs Billy Bob the fuck down. Uh, Bud is like, you suck. You got my man injured. Get the fuck out of here, you fucking crybaby. Um, and then Darcy invites Mox over to her house. This is where the whipped cream scene happens, uh, where uh, she says, do you want a Sunday?" And she goes into the kitchen and she comes back out in whipped cream. Um, when Mox is like, nah, I have a girlfriend. I'm not going to do that to you. Actually, he debated before he went over there whether or not he should go over there. He was like, I'm 18. I have a life of my own. I can have sex with Darcy. Why can't I have sex with Darcy? And at that point in time, Kyle is dressed up as the great and honorable El Ali Abbas Shabazz or El Ali Akbar Shabazz Da, who's a real person. Uh, I thought he was dressed up like Malcolm X. Yeah. But he's dressed like this person who's a real person. And so when at least on this scene, we know that they're both 18 in the storyline. Yes, that's important. Also, Aaliyah's if your girl only knew is playing in the background and Mox should have went home, <laughs> which right is great. I in. thought that was great. That was the best part of the movie to me. I was like, that that's was perfect. Excellent. But the thing about this scene is, hey man, Mox is a much better person than me. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I call 18 year old version of me would not have walked away from that. I'm sorry. I can't pretend that I would. And so he's like, nah, I have a girlfriend. And she's like, I don't give a I don't give a fuck about your girlfriend. And he's like, Well, what about Lance? And she's like, I don't give a fuck about Lance. I can't. We we can't. This is not I'm I'm really sorry. All right. What? You're sorry? There, there's Lance. <laughs> and then there's Jules. And I I don't know if I love Jules, but I might. I did. What I do know is I don't love you, but Lance, he might love you. I, I don't can't. love Lance. It's never about love. It's about me getting a better life. Lance and I were gonna leave. Now I know he's probably gonna stay in West Canaan and be the manager of Walmart and coach JV in football. God damn, Darcy. I just wanted to. This go. conversation would not be happening. gonna get out of West Canaan on your own yeah that's the other thing it's a good thing he said that it just reminded me 
earlier in the movie, he said that Darcy gets straight A's. Yeah. Yet she's trying to suck her suck her way out of town. <laughs> she can literally get an, an academic scholarship. She's getting straight A's. She should be going to Brown. <laughs> right? Like, why is she in this situation? You know who should be in this situation? I don't, but it's not Darcy. He'd have so, had her ass up in a powerbomb position, fucking getting. With I Trink. get it. It's, she's a woman in West Texas in some hick town. I get it. It makes sense to me. I, I, she's like, yeah, they're not going to pick me to do any of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm supposed to get pregnant. I'm supposed to have a husband, get pregnant, and be barefoot. And, yeah, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Because that's probably what they told her she was going to have to be doing. And she was probably like, yeah, dog, if I'm going to do that, I'm not trying to do that in this hick-ass town. At least get me out of here. Let me go to Florida State and then go live somewhere else and be happy and do that. But I'm not trying to really do that be, here. But have you been to the area where Florida State is? Well, that's in Tallahassee. But, you know, if you're dating a star quarterback, you're doing fine. Have you been to Tallahassee, ladies and gentlemen? Let me I've tell you about a hellhole named Florida. <laughs> Let me tell you about Tallahassee. This is how you know we're starting. See how he cut out because that's God's plan. <laughs> because if he was, he would know that Florida A&M is in Tallahassee. He would know that Florida A&M is in Tallahassee. And Florida A&M is a lot of fun. I'll They're not going that. to Florida A&M. And what I'm saying is, past, what so, I'm saying, what I'm saying is, past college, past well, why college. Would he say, why would he say the goal is that he goes to Florida State and he goes to the league? But she's just assuming that they're going to be together that long. Like he wouldn't just drop plan. her off in Tallahassee. Her plan is, look how fine I am. You think this dude going to leave me? Nope. Yes. Not when I'm putting whipped cream on myself at 18 years old. Mm. What do you think I'm going to do when I'm 21? Be pregnant. <laughs> also, Mox is full of shit. There's no way he's going to sit down and have some heart-to-heart with her looking like that. Yeah, we, we'd have a heart-to-heart after at that age. I, I, I would have had excuses. Like, I bought the condoms. You bought the condoms. That's intent. <laughs> that, is, that is literally premeditated murder. <laughs> <laughs> we are two we are two consensual 18 year old wanting to make an act after yep. that we can have a conversation this is not tweeter with a 14 year old fucking nasty ass tweeter so we find out after that that Wendell averages 133 yards per game and only has three fucking touchdowns I still can't do the math on that. The only three touchdowns he's had were all on t- runs of 20 yards or more. Whenever they get within six yards of the end zone, Kilmer had Lance run an end around. So Mox is like, I'm going to get you in the end zone, buddy. And Wendell's like, my man. Um, also, Darcy kisses uh, Mox and Jewel sees it, and the whole thing gets blown out of proportion. That becomes a drama. Again, Speaking she of, does that like no one knows that he has a girlfriend. Oh yeah, in the middle of the hallway. You know, I'm just gonna kiss up on you because one word or the other, you gonna be, you will be mine. Um, the next thing that happens after that is this. Will you listen to me, all right, bitches. 
are all just panty droppers. You understand? That's it. What? Listen, you give them a Percocet, two Vicodin, and a couple of beers, and the panties drop. Very nice. It's nice. It's nice. Tori, you think you'll enjoy prison? I don't know. What? <laughs> you give me a Percocet, two Vicodin, and a beer, and I'll be all fucking unconscious like a tranquilized polar bear. <laughs> Can't give that to a 14 year old girl. I used to be mad at this movie until they threw in that part. Nice. It's nice. It's nice. Tori, you think you'll enjoy prison? I don't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, everybody recognized the tweeter the fucking sexual predator. Well, it doesn't help he's staring at his dick the entire time he's having this conversation. Like, what the fuck is That's that? That's such growth? the perfect line. That's such the perfect line. Yeah, dog, you going to prison. <laughs> Twitter, you think you're going to enjoy prison? What? And then what the fuck is this? Like, he's not even listening to Mox when Mox is telling him he's going to go to prison. He's just trying to figure out what that growth is on his dick. 18. Fucking it's like the 14. best delivery in this movie, too. Scott Kahn <laughs> is really fucking talented. Like, when he, he is. Fucking down his pants and he's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Oh God. Um, so then after that, Mox tries to talk to Jules and Jules shuts him down hella quick. Uh Mox goes to Wendell and he's like, Yo, meet me at the mini mart tonight. We're going out. And they go to the strip club. They get drunk and see Miss Davis. Hold on, I got a question. Why was Jules acting like that? She was like, Mox, since she became the quarterback, you've changed. But every scene I see Mox, he's like the good dude in every scene. It's because he because he said I'm only one man. Yeah, that weird speech. Also, what the fuck is her brother telling him? Uh, telling her, she's like, "Oh, you've never seen her in her whipped cream bikini." That's how she got my brother. And it's like, who the That's fuck goes question. home and's like, "Listen, little sister, just got my <laughs> dick sucked by a chick in a whipped cream bikini." <laughs> Let me tell you where I was today. <laughs> you will not believe what I had for dessert tonight. <laughs> So let me tell you how to trap a dude. (laughs) (laughs) That's, but that's real. Like how did that conversation come about? Did she read his dear diary? (laughs) Today, Darcy did something I can't believe. He he broke through the kitchen door. (laughs) It was like, I'm going to give you play by play about my evening. I thought it was a dream, and I woke up sad. But then I woke up happy. Because I was covered in whipped cream. Fucking Lance. But yeah, she's like, yeah, that's the same way she got him. Like, wait, what? Same playbook? Like, she, she, she's just dull like that? Like, this is her one move? Like, she, she, she can't go left, huh? All she can do is drill with the right hand? <laughs> All she got is a crossover, huh? All she got is a whipped cream titties? Oh, okay. Huh. Thanks for telling me. Disappointed. Where was the scouting report at an hour ago? <laughs> but they go to the strip club and get drunk and see Miss Davis. Uh, Tweeter at this point admits that he's 18. Um, and then they stay out all night and get waxed in the game the next day. But they don't really get waxed. They lose 20 to 3. And we need to have a quick conversation about how Bud Kilmer's defense fucking sucks. 
Yeah, I mean, well, also, there's only, what, four of them at the bar that are mm-hmm. actually playing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and it's a night game. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't shake off a hangover? You <laughs> like, you can't. You, you get out at... 18 years old. <laughs> you get out at 7 o'clock in the morning. You're 18 years old. There's no school, I'm guessing. Go, go sleep it off. Yeah, go to IHOP and then go get some rest. You'll be fine. <laughs> You'll be just fine. But no... Not even close. And so uh, they get beat up and uh, Bud Kilmer is furious about how beat up they got. Um, Hold on. We're not just going to gloss over how incredible Miss Davis was. Do you, Okay. She begs him to keep it a secret after she strips. I mean, there's a lot of titties at the strip bar. I've seen a lot of movies with a lot of white strippers, and they're all terrible. Um, And it always makes me say, who would want to go to a white strip club? It looks like the most boring thing ever. (laughs) Except she was kind of interesting. I'm going to tell you like this. I'm I'm looking at this right now. (laughs) There's a, no, seriously, there's a part in this scene, the part where she's doing most of the dancing, where the light is at her back, it's completely dark, and there's shadows fl- or there's smoke flowing past her. And I don't think that's Miss Davis. That's Miss Davis. Don't try to knock Miss Davis. I think that's a body double, fam. I'm gonna look at it one more nope. time just to be sure. <laughs> but nope, she. Not this. Okay, so. She takes off her bra. She sees that they're out in the crowd. She fucking panics for a second. She recovers well, considering, because there's a bunch of her students out in the crowd acting the damn fool. Yeah, no, that's not her. So they do, she does a leg hook thing where she smacks herself on the ass. And then they cut back over to Mox and them. And then from that point forward, it's all shadows and darkness and smoke. It's not her. Sorry to break your heart. Their dads have been to the titty bar. Right. None of of their dads know Miss Davis is there. I would think that uh, Moxon's dad would know. Oh, yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure that the, not the cop, but the other dude, the Boomhauer. Yeah, he probably lives there. That's Tweeter's dad. He eats buffet at the strip club. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He knows the waitresses by name. Yeah. Take this home to your daughter. <laughs> When's she coming on stage? Like that can kind of a, shit. Can I have a to-go container? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, got, I got kids at home. I mean, Brandon, it might not be. She might be this person. But, I mean, I just... You don't ever see her face from that point forward. There's a lot of strobe lights. There's a lot of flashing lights. There's nothing that shows her actual face until the next scene where she's sitting down with the boys like I'm so embarrassed. So I'm just going to put it out there and say that Miss Davis had a stunt double. I'm sorry to break your heart. The part that she did for real was great. Hell yeah. Like that within itself was impressive. She has a great body in the whole nine yards. But when she actually starts dancing and you're like, she's doing that stripper. Mm-mm, she wasn't doing none of that shit. She wasn't pulled. I also want to know how good, it, how big football must be there that they serving 18 year olds alcohol. Not only alcohol, but on the house. Drinks were on the house. On the house. And Billy Bob got up on stage and didn't get nightstick to death. Right. Didn't get a club to the forehead. They walk out. 
somehow they walk out and they're the only people left in the strip club. And they're like, what time is it? And it's seven o'clock. They play a night game. They get fucking waxed. It's not their fault. The offense, there's more offensive linemen than just Billy Bob. And Mox got sacked like six times. They got low bridged. The the defense didn't do jack shit, but Bud doesn't care. Moxon, you sacrifice the honor of this football team and the town that supports it. Shit, you poison my team, son. Wait, here's the best line. Hope last night was fun. Oh, no, this Hope it was fun. Was it fun? Was it fun? You think you don't have to listen to me? Your daddy was a no-talent pussy, but at least he listened. God damn it. Your daddy was a no-talent pussy. Them's hateful words if I liked my dad, coach, but guess what? <laughs> I think he's a no-talent pussy, too. He's like, finally, Coach, we're on the same page. <laughs> I didn't think I liked you. Hey, do you want to come to Brown with me? You want you to be my new dad? <laughs> he is a no-talent pussy. Look at his face. Um, You're my best friend by Queen starts playing. There's a little montage. Of hanging out. <laughs> Bicycle. Um, so then all of a sudden he gets on Billy Bob because Billy Bob is the one. He says Billy Bob's the one who calls him his perfect season. Um, and Billy Bob, after that, uh, is just done. I got scared that Billy Bob was going to hurt himself, but he didn't. Uh, this iconic scene happens first with Mox's stupid-ass dad. People are saying you organized an all-night drinking party. That's why you boys drag ass out there. Save it, Dad. Save it? Save what? You got the opportunity of a lifetime. You Playing football like a in West Canaan is not the opportunity of a lifetime. Your attitude's wrong. Your tone of voice is wrong. This is your opportunity. For here. you. Playing football in West Canaan may have been the opportunity of your lifetime. But I don't want your life. I don't want your life. I want to go to Brown. Have you listened to anything I've said my entire life? Do you see the books that I read? I read Kurt Vonnegut. It is like the craziest part of the movie where he's like, oh, yeah, I got this letter. And he's like, holy shit, I got into one of the most prestigious schools in the country. Yeah, 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 that's, that's fine. Like, yeah, yeah, we gotta, yeah, that's fine. We got to talk about tonight's game. <laughs> like, yeah, the thing you've been working for your entire life. Yeah, that's cool. What the fuck ever. We need to talk about the game. The game. Now, like, Johnny. You think I want to... You think I want to live in this hick ass town for the rest of my life? Fuck that. I'm going to the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, that's great, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. She gave, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whipped cream, bikini. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure, whatever. By the way, let's 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 just say how he said it from the very beginning. To just reinforce that his dad's a dick. Johnny, this letter came for you yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> yeah. From the from the University of Your Dreams. From the University of Your Dreams. That's the name of the school, right? University of Your Dreams? Yeah, it came yesterday. I almost threw it out with the credit card applications. <laughs> Johnny got some junk mail yesterday. Also, uh, you t- did you know your teacher works at the titty bar? 
Hey, I saw your teacher at the titty bar. I'm kind of hot for teacher. You got some junk mail. Uh, I think it's from Crayola. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's from Crayola because it says brown on it. Dear John, I hope you're as pleased to receive this letter as I am to send it to you. You have been admitted to the 235th class to enter the College of Brown University. John. Great John. Uh, Pretty sure that letter would have I said, Dear Jonathan. Yes. Grant. I'm shocked it didn't say, Hey, Mox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Mox, you yeah, made it, bro. Train. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Are you still second string? Well, guess what? You're first in our book. Yeah. <laughs> we heard your dad's a no talent pussy. <laughs> Dear John, not your dad, just you though. Don't read this around your dad. He's a no talent pussy. <laughs> oh God. But his dad is just like, yo, as a parent, I don't give a fuck how horrible of a person you are. You have to celebrate a little bit when you find out you don't have to pay for your son or your child to go to a fucking Ivy League school. To receive his letters, I am to send it to you. You have been admitted to the 235th class to enter the College of Brown University. <laughs> John. Great John. Uh, and enclosing this John. packet are details about your university grant package, which covers your full financial need. John, Johnny, I'm real. There was nothing else. There was nothing else in that let in that envelope. He said enclosing this package is the information for your full ride scholarship. There's nothing else but yeah, that, that one piece of paper. Envelope that his dad threw in the garbage yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was a big one. It was like thick. <laughs> It was thick. I, I tossed it out. I tossed it out like we need to toss out your playbook because we're going to drop a whole new one for this game. I'm proud about like readings for losers. I talk to you about I'm, I'm, I'm real proud of you about Brown, but I need to talk to you about the game tonight. <laughs> like, Dad, what the fuck, bro? Like, do you even school? Do you even education? Your younger son has started a cult. I'm going to Brown. Be happy for me. But you know what? Nah, fuck you, Dad. Just because, of, just for that, I'm, I'm. You know what? I quit football. I quit. I'm going to Brown, and my brother is Jesus Christ. <laughs> Nothing's good enough for you, Dad. <laughs> Jesus Christ? Yes, not you. 235th class to enter the College of Brown University. John. Great, John. Uh. And enclosing this John. packet are details about your university grant package, which covers your full financial need. John, Johnny, I'm real proud about Brown, but I need to talk to you about Gilroy. Gilroy? Yeah. Tell me who wins. You know, I know that I say this a lot, but this is only the third time I've said this. His dad literally looks stupid. He does look stupid, yeah. And it's not his fault. It's like the eyebrows are like way too far down his face or anything. Makes him look all squinty. But he just, I would have, I'm sure he got typecast for this role for the rest of his life. So he goes and um, he goes to practice. His dad is, his dad is worse than Omni-Man. At least Omni-Man is exceptional <laughs> or something. Oh, God. Omni-Man is exceptional. This man is not exceptional to anything. He's a no talent pussy. <laughs> He's a no talent pussy, but he listens. <laughs> He's a no talent pussy. He listens. Um, but at the next game, uh, Kilmer 
uh, tells Mox that by running the ball, they can control the clock. And if Mox doesn't run the ball, Kilmer will make sure that he never goes to Brown. Yeah, what the fuck is that? Right? Fuck with your transcripts. If you don't get me a division championship, I will fuck with your transcripts so you don't go to the school of your dreams. That's a motherfucking monster, yo. Even though you've already been accepted, they've already received your transcripts. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I've been accepted. Oh, yeah. Uh, John? John, hi. We're the we're the people from Brown who sent you the letter. Can you give that back to us, please? We yeah. just got a call from Coach Kilmer. Yeah, some racist called us and said that you're a failure. Apparently, we thought you got straight A's. These were really straight zeros. Yeah, yeah we misread that. Sorry about that. <laughs> These aren't 100s. These are zeros 100 times. I know we're one of the most prestigious universities in the entire world, but we we, we couldn't read. <laughs> <laughs> we're like Billy Bob. We can't go past two. Um, so then Jules go, he goes and tells Jules, who doesn't want to talk to him until he's like, I got accepted into Brown. And she's like, oh, that's so wonderful. And they hug. That's, that's all it took. Right out of here. Let me get my whipped cream again. <laughs> there goes my hero. <laughs> My brother showed me this move. Um, so he goes and he talks to Jules and Jules is like, yo, go be a fucking hero. And so in the pregame pep talk, Kilmer tells them if they lose, that everything that they did for their entire life, now nah, he says for the entire season, will be for nothing. Kilmer said that this game will be 48 minutes to decide the next 48 years of their life, which is some depressing ass shit. You know who Kilmer is? Kilmer is racist Tupac from above the rim. Dude. <laughs> That's who he is. If you don't, Even if you don't down play for to, my team, you ain't going to play for – I'm going to make sure you don't go to Georgetown. I can see it. Make sure you don't go to Georgetown. If you don't, if you don't do this for me, you ain't going to Georgetown, I feel you. I could definitely see that happening. I mean, I kind of understand why Kilmer did that shit, though. You do what you have to do to play. So, so um, they go out in the first half, and Hero is playing in the background, which I love that fucking song. Yeah. Um, Kilmer reminds Moxie for the first series again that they're a running team, which is fine because Wendell's dope, and he deserves the touches. Uh, they get to the eight-yard line, and Kilmer literally sends in a fucking fullback to get the touchdown. Like he sends in a bench warmer to get Wendell's touchdown. And uh, Mox is like, nah, we got you. We're going to switch this up. And somebody was like, no. And Mox was like, who got a problem with it? Who the fuck want war? <laughs> and everybody was like, nah, we ain't got a problem with it. Uh, but but it, was but, like a, it was like the Chappelle. Remember the Chappelle skit? with Black Bush when he was doing the press conference <laughs> and he was talking and then one of the when the um one of the reporters was like something 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 he was like who the fuck, who the fuck said, said that, that? <laughs> <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have bought your ass <laughs> you know what honestly it's all fun and games about black bush until you realize that's probably how all the Trump's press conferences went <laughs> yes with yeah. copious amounts of lying, and then who the fuck asked that question? I knew I shouldn't invite Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So and then immediate, and then immediate deflection. Because right <laughs> after that, he goes, 
God damn, I shouldn't have called on you. You know what? I don't want to talk about that. Let's talk about gay people getting married. <laughs> Titty balls rubbing together. It's fucking gross. It's not fucking That's gross. Exa- that is exactly a Trump press conference. It's so brilliant. It's, so brilliant. <laughs> it's not fucking gross. I don't want y'all to think that we think that. But Chappelle was funny at that point in time. Um, on the next series, though, Wendell hurts his knee. The trainer literally tells Kilmer, yo, he tore something. And Kilmer's like, well, can you fix it? Didn't you just have this conversation with the surgeon? Yeah. <laughs> he don't oh, give a fuck. Oh, wait, no, because you wouldn't give Wendell any shots. You only gave the shots to Lance. You told Wendell to just walk the shit off. By the way, it's really, really, I want to point out that once Lance gets injured, you don't fucking see him again for the rest of the movie until he shows up at the end. Yeah, he's at the titty bar for a little bit. His whole family becomes a non-fucking factor, yes, until he shows up at the titty bar. He's like, I needed that. He's like, you're my best friend. Thanks for... Because nobody else came to the fucking hospital to see me. That's what defines a best friend? People actually coming to visit you in the hospital? Yeah. Ooh, that's fucked up. You ain't all state no more. Um, they go into halftime and Wendell is, they're trying, or Bud is trying to convince Wendell to get the shot in his knee. And Mox and Tweeter see it happening and they tell Wendell not to get the shot and this happens. Coach, I, I heard a pop. You know, I think he's hurt pretty bad. Get out of here. Y'all wouldn't know anything about dedication, team play. But I would. That's Lance, by the way. I just want y'all who are listening to this to know that that's Lance Harbor. That's Bud's guy. Keep that in mind. That is his number one guy. And he comes in to stand up for uh, Wendell, and this happens. Don't do it, Wendell. It's not worth it, man. You gonna listen to that from a gimp? God damn it. You're going to listen to that from a man I crippled? <laughs> you want to listen to that from somebody who I loved up until he got injured? What do you think I'm going to do to you, boy? I mean, Wendell, your name's Wendell, right? I mean, I, I tried to send in a fullback to take your touchdown because I'm really racist. Yeah. He's like, I'd say son, but like, I don't have that in me. <laughs> I don't have it. There's people watching. There's people all over the place. I can't call you son. I'll Hey, hey, here's what I'll do. I can't call you son right now, Wendell, but I will have the water boy run a note up to the announcers. (laughs) (laughs) The best I can do is you're quite fond. I'm quite fond of you. (laughs) There's a person on the team who's browner than everybody else who Bud Kilmer wants to say he likes. Oh, never the black kid again. Also, just call you the, the less white person. <laughs> we can compromise here. Come on, work with me here. Let's Meet me shot. in the middle. Get the fucking shot. <laughs> so uh, he calls Lance a gimp and ignores well, him. He's praying that we'll lose so he can be the missing link. Maybe I shouldn't do it. Get the hell out of here. Don't do it. Don't I lose my temper. Get out. Don't do Wendell. Push the man on crutches. Pushing the man on crutches, tries to knock him over. And then Billy Bob's like, I will shove that needle up your ass crack. He doesn't say that. Here, Wendell's leg. I swear to God, on my mother's grave, I will rip your arms off and beat you to death with them. 
Actually, me saying the needle up the ass crack probably sounds more humane than him ripping Bud Kilmer's arms off Not and beating him to death with them. But did Billy Bob eat his mom? <laughs> Is that why she's dead? That's a good question. <laughs> also, they're not losing by a lot. Again, so again, this is John Voigt saying all this. <laughs> Trump supporter I number one. <laughs> I can't I can't emphasize this enough. This is John Voigt playing this character. This is yeah. probably his dream. He probably they probably he probably saw this script and said, Oh, so I'm the protagonist here, huh? I'm the Yo. Okay. It's he probably just, tore up the script every day and was like, "I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna go from the heart. <laughs> I'm just gonna monologue. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna improv. Okay, okay, okay." Trump probably watched this, and that's the way that the way that Kilmer just treated Lance Harbor is the same way that Trump treated Mitch McConnell. The same way he yep. treated fucking Rudy Giuliani. The same way he treated Mike Pence. <laughs> He's my best friend. Fuck that dude. You gonna listen to it again? He had a little bit of Mike Gundy in him. Like I don't know if anybody remembers this, but like one point, like this reporter comes out of the quarterback, and Mike Gundy's like, "I'm forty. I'm a man." About him? (laughs) Yeah, he come after me. I'm I'm a man. man. I'm (laughs) forty. There's nothing quite like the "I'm a man. I'm forty script. And then he came back later on and turned out to be a complete and total dickhole. Yep. Who would have thought? But after uh, after Billy Bob threatens to rip his arms off and beat him to death with them, Bud doesn't say much. And then uh, Mox, who has to get a word in one way or the other, says this shit. We kill ourselves for you. You round. We play hurt. We play sick. And we spend most of that time scared that we're going to screw up and you're going to kick our ass because you don't really give a fuck about us. Actually, what he's saying is they play hurt and they do all that because Mox was on the bench up until like a week before. Yeah. And he year doesn't give a fuck about Mox. It's like football's not a year-round sport. <laughs> it is in Texas, son. <laughs> all you care about is your next district title. Give him the shot. You give him that shot, you find yourself another fucking quarterback. You about ready to lose that scholarship, boy? Keeps that needle out of his leg? Absolutely. Good. Fuck it, I'm out. Oh, that's good. That's good. Finally. Twitter, you take <coughs> No, I won't. No, I'm out, coach. What do you say? Set him out. I'm with them. Only way we're going back out in the field without you. That's 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 four players. That's, that's literally four players. You gotta have a backup quarterback. Like I know you want the district title and all that shit. Yeah, whatever. Fine. That's great. That's that's you. You see all these people standing behind them while he's saying the only way we're going back out there is without you. There's got to be somebody that body back there who's like he doesn't speak for me. I'll well, play for you right been, now, bud. There might have been if that coach didn't immediately try to choke this man to death. Man, immediately. Puts hands on him. <laughs> he goes straight to 11. <laughs> and has him full. <laughs> this is my district title. How the fuck is he overpowering? He's like 60 years old. I don't know. The one but... thing I like about this movie is that 
usually a movie like this, they try to give you some type of shit ass redemption art. They didn't even waste that on this dude. They were no. like, oh no, no, no. He's no. terrible. We walked out on him and he never coached again. <laughs> wait, wait. Here's the redemption arc though. Hold on. And redemption in three, two, one. All right, get your helmets on. <laughs> Take the field. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go now. Nothing to see here. Oh, damn it. <laughs> this is. There's a movie that I love called South Park: Bigger, Longer, Uncut. <laughs> where Saddam Hussein is dating Satan and he's fucked up and at one point he's like I can change I can change watch him change now and he doesn't really do anything but a break dancing move this silent part is the part where Kilmer tries to prove to everybody that he's fucking changed I'm, I'm walking out that door want y'all to trust me follow me out there follow me out there let's go let's go let's go can you believe this is happening to me <laughs> Let's go, let's go. Y'all didn't just watch me strangle an 18-year-old. In I, didn't just, I didn't just strangle him. I, I congratulated his neck. He's going to Brown. <laughs> I also didn't just call Lance a gimp. <laughs> and I'd never have been racist towards the boy. I mean, Wendell. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. What's your last name? Black? Wendell Black? What the fuck? His last name is literally Brown, by the way. I'm so glad Wendell's going to Grambling. He's got to get out of that town, never come back. He came back. You know he came back for the every party. <laughs> he ain't come back. He's the only black person there? Absolutely The not. only black back. person in town and his last name is Brown. We're not going to walk past that. Maybe it isn't. Maybe that's what the coach was just like, <laughs> put it on the jersey. <laughs> My last name is Meeks. <laughs> it's Shut <Stevens>. up, Brown. <laughs> what can you do for us? Oh, God. So they run uh, Bud Kilmer out of the fucking state. He never coached again, which makes sense because he's like fucking 74. He's got everything he needs. Y'all can't rip down that statue. You can't take away my dignity. <laughs> <laughs> and they win. Another question that I have about this game that we're just zooming through because they win and it's really dope. They win by doing the uh, hook and ladder play for Billy Bob after Billy Bob also blocks or helps Tweeter block a punt. But here's a question. How the fuck did this second half even happen? Yeah. There nope. were no coaches. <laughs> you have to have at least one coach on the field in order for the game to continue. Well, Billy Bob started calling Lance coach, so. Just yeah, and, and where the fuck did Lance get the headset? <laughs> who gave who gave the gimp the headset? Did you? You're, you're on crutches. You're gonna stand for the entire half of a game, and no huddle. <laughs> like who who coached the defense? You're all offensive players. Who was the defensive coordinator? Who was talking to them? You what like happened never, here? You like you see the defense play once in this entire movie. <laughs> okay so in the end lance ended up finding out that he's a really good coach <laughs> which means darcy was fucking right 20 minutes of one game <laughs> and now he's coaching jv football and working at a walmart they didn't say anything past that part <laughs> 
Um, Twitter got drunk because Twitter drinks and probably also ended up, you know, fucking going <laughs> sexually jail. assaulting someone that night. Yeah, yeah he, he ended up going to big time jail at some point because fucking Twitter. Billy Bob cried because Billy Bob's a, a bit of a crier. You're not gonna don't don't tease him for being in touch with his emotions. And I went to Brown. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. So Josh, who was your MVP of this movie? Oh Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. Probably Billy Bob, because he's the only one that isn't really a piece of shit. Eddie wins the game. I think Brandon is going to be in the same boat as me, but I'm, I'm going to hear it out just to see if I'm right. Brandon, who's your MVP? Oh, it's John Voight. It's he I was an excellent it. racist. John Voight did the best fucking racist. job I've ever seen him do in anything. <laughs> and here's the thing, Brandon. Same fucking dude in Anaconda. Yeah. <laughs> so he it. leaves this the boat. I, huh? The only thing I knew about John Voight before this movie is that George Costanza bought his car. That's the only thing I knew. He's Angelina Jolie's dad, too, which means she's probably a Trump supporter. Eh, you know, sometimes sometimes you end up moving away from your <laughs> terrible parents. Sure, but she was trading bottles of blood vials with Billy Bob Thornton. I don't think so. And that dude's definitely got to be a Trump supporter. <laughs> exactly. But yes, John Voight was John Voight destroyed the scenery in this film. Your daddy was a pussy. <laughs> Your daddy was a no-talent pussy. I'm a basketball coach. There are certain things you can't say to a kid. Oh my God. I want to see that scene recut with him coaching like fucking eight-year-olds. Oh my God. Your daddy was a no-talent pussy. <laughs> Handing out orange slices. <laughs> Your daddy's not a pussy. Oh my god. What are you crying for? <laughs> There's no crying in football. But yes, I that is that is the inimitable varsity blues. So, Josh, tell them something about yourself. Tell them something about your show. The floor is yours. Oh, sure. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was fun. Uh yeah, I am the host of the Four Nerds by Nerds podcast. We are a movie-centric podcast. Uh, we do a lot of like watch-along commentaries and uh, movie reviews. We play a lot of games. It's really fun. Um, we are on Twitter, FMBN Podcast, and we are on Facebook and Instagram, FMBN, the number four and the letter U. We have uh, new episodes every Monday and Friday. Okay. And... um. Gosh, I'll put all that in the show notes for y'all to uh, find uh, Josh wherever you uh, may listen to podcasts at. Um, Brandon, you got anything coming up? Yeah, you and me and Devin doing Mortal Kombat at some point this week. Review. Mortal Kombat, the creator player mode. You know what? After I heard, <laughs> uh, after I heard Jeff and Shahid talking about it on their show, it really did open up my, I love the movie. I mean, I thought it was really good, but the one issue I had with it was Cole. And after hearing Shahid explain it, it made sense. What he said, uh, Josh, was simply that they had to create a person for this movie 
because that way everybody else is in play. Everybody else is at risk of death, fatalities, whatever it may be. Yeah, pretty much. I just don't like the fact that they gave that. Yeah, I didn't think it was a good movie. A... What? I didn't think it was a good movie, but I thought it was a lot of fun. It, good movie but, meaning so, like an actual good movie. No, when I, I say good movie, I mean in comparison movie. to 95 <laughs> and 97. I thought this was a good movie. This was a good movie in the way that Hobbs and Shaw is a good movie. Hey, that's got like, black I love Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. I love Hobbs and Shaw, but Hobbs and Shaw is not a good movie. You get, you know what I'm saying? Like Fast and the Furious series, those aren't good movies, but they're great movies. <laughs> I yeah, that you. makes sense. I feel you. I feel you. I, I do like after the Because if you talk about, we'll talk about it on the show, but if you talk about this movie, actually what happened, it's it makes ridiculous. No sense. Yeah. <laughs> like the story doesn't make any sense at all. About <laughs> but yeah, so we'll likely be reviewing that one at some point later on this week. Um, Josh, I want to thank you again for joining us. It was an absolute pleasure. Uh, yeah, I, you've seen the list of movies that we have, so you're welcome to come back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's crazy. <laughs> you got a lot of a lot of stuff on there. It was hard to pick. And every time that we sit down, I think of another movie that needs to be on there. So yeah. there it is. Um, I want to thank each and every one of y'all for listening to the show. Again, if you want to leave a review, you can go to Apple if you're there. You can go to Stitcher. But the easiest thing to do is simply to go to Podchaser. Yeah, it's Podchaser. Yeah. I've been saying this for so long. It's Podchaser. And then you just type in hindsight movie reviews and we'll pop up. The cool thing about it is you can review separate episodes there or you can review the show as a whole. And we're not really worried about you giving us five stars. If you like the show and you want to give us five stars, that's great. If you don't like the show and you give us one star, that's fine. I just want to know why you gave us what you gave us. That's the only way that we'll be able to improve. Now, if what you tell us is that Brandon's drawl is too deep for you to deal with, that's not something we can fucking deal with. But if you say something like this, this no, the sound quality was poor in the second half of this episode, that's something that's definitely going to help us improve. And if we get a one-star review with words behind it that actually makes sense, that'll help us ensure that we don't get that many one-star reviews in the future. So don't be afraid to have to give us five stars. We appreciate it, but we appreciate reviews. Because it's your opinion. Also, if you do give us a five-star review, please say something more than great show. That's really it. You can also email us at uh, hindsightmoorreviews at gmail.com. Uh, you can contact us on Twitter. Uh, Brandon is on there as that cool blick nerd. That's B-L-K. I'm on Twitter at Rashani, R-A-S-H-A-N-I-I. And the show is Hindsight Reviews. That's R-E-V-U-E-S. We have a Facebook group, Hindsight Movie Reviews. Come and check us out. We make fun of all kinds of shit. It's great. And you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com backslash single simulcast. We'll have a go buy me a coffee up pretty soon if you want to go there and donate money so then we can start buying these movies because I swear to God, I had to pay money for Double Dragon and that was some bullshit. Oh, what? It was free. I heard y'all. I heard your review of Double Dragon a few days ago, too. Oh, yeah, it's free on, free on Amazon. 
Oh God, I know. It's something that I didn't find out until afterwards, and I was pissed for hours. I can't believe you paid for that. I, I paid for that and Vampire in Brooklyn. It's been a bad time, so I need them to go buy me some shit. Yeah. Help this man. <laughs> he has Anyhow. suffered for you. <laughs> Anyhow, thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all have a wonderful day. We'll holler at y'all later. Be good. Peace. Music for Hindsight is Coffee by Cambo Smith, and it's from the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.